there's beauty everywhere around you. There is something magnificent taking place every moment of every day. It's just a matter of whether or not you're seeing it. So let's let's think about um, let's think about the human body for a moment. Some other things we can connect it to. You know, you see your veins in your body, and I'm I I'm promising I'm not, there's no way I'm the first person to notice this. I'm sure there's other people who said the same thing. But I don't know why people don't whatever. Um, you know, the veins in your body look very similar to. Uh, Streams and rivers and, uh, you know, water on a, on a map. And they look very similar to roots and roots of plants and trees. And, uh, you know, I like... You know, people like to just attribute everything to evolution and random conglomerations of molecules, and they'll just say, "Oh, that's just ta- that's." <laughs> I I honestly couldn't tell you what science would say is behind that, or does science even care? I don't, I don't know, but you know, these are expressions of. The energy animating all of us, right? And so let's let's think about the human body just for a second. You know, they say uh, the human body is sixty four percent water. Okay, so that's what I I think I was looking it up last night just so I could have you know the information, just so I wasn't pulling stuff out of you know nothing pulling it out of thin air and whatever but you know I saw between 64% and 80% water so the human body is mostly water you know think about the two things trees really need yeah they need you know plants they need nutrients and vitamins and such but you know they need sunlight and they need water over everything else. The nutrients and everything else that'll come if as long as the tree as, as long as the plants have water and sunlight, they will grow. So we're eighty percent water. You know, plants and you know, think about um you know, nature's very powerful. Yes, in the destructive sense of uh weather events and how many of those are real these days how could you know but you know nature's very powerful you give you know an abandoned building or an abandoned town give it shit five years the streets are gonna start to crack there's gonna be weeds and plants growing out of rooftops and gutters and 
give it 10 years and 20 years and 30 you guys have seen the freaking what's that there was a history channel show um land at or land after people or time after people whatever you know just trying to let you guys know that they want to get rid of us part of their programming but you know nature is very powerful a tree will come up through the i mean why do you think people invented freaking roundup we got to arrest life because life is incredibly powerful and wants to take place so we in another way we this is a you know what we do and our mindset of how we interact with the world needs to be looked upon looked at and cast a light upon from all angles not just political angles but we need to talk about mindset angles and day-to-day operations and how we look at things but back to the strength and beauty behind nature um you know a tree that's why we invented roundup and such right because well one they want to arrest life and hold it back because it's popping up all over the place where they don't want But two, you know, most homeowners, you know, people who aren't like in the industry, who who aren't spraying, you know, fifty gallon drums around up at a time or whatever, um, you know, they they get it because they got sidewalk um, weeds and crack weeds and stuff coming up in the concrete. You know, humans like to think concrete's very strong when we build structures out of it, big freaking mega blith, all kind of shit out of concrete, right? But the freaking tiniest little seed will find a way in in the crack and force its way through. Shine right up through, right through that concrete, right through the road, through the driveway. So we must be like that seedling. And stop letting them tell you how strong the structure that, that they have put here to arrest us. Stop letting them tell you how strong it is and just grow through it who cares just grow through it be like that seedling but maybe part of that strength is behind water I'm just you know I'm just just you know I'm just throwing these thoughts out there as they come Uh, oftentimes what I'm saying is not you know I haven't sat and analyze the things I'm saying before I say them on these little talks I'm doing so it's fresh for you as it's fresh for me and that's the beauty of life being in the moment but maybe it's the water that's so strong behind uh that little seedling coming through the uh, coming growing through the concrete. I mean, they, they they tell us water carved the Grand Canyon, right? It's a big, beautiful um, natural wonder. You know, carved out by water over time is what we're told. I'm fine with that. I'll, I'll accept that. I don't necessarily need to accept their timeline, but I'll accept that. I can, 
I can see that and I can verify in my day-to-day life and, you know, stuff we can see over shorter periods of time of where water is eroding things and moving things and it's very powerful. You know, but it wasn't one drop of water that created the Grand Canyon. One drop of water is a raindrop. Falls on the windshield of your car and flick it away. Doesn't do anything to your car. But water droplets together, right? You know, that that molecule that makes up the H2O is by itself and it's a water droplet. All those molecules make a water droplet. But all those waters, all those water molecules coming together make a puddle or a stream or a river or an ocean. Think about how strong and powerful the ocean is and how much it must be respected. Not feared, but respected. All that one drop of water couldn't have carved the Grand Canyon. A fantastic river, a beautiful, strong river that was not the same water, was constantly flowing water, new water coming through. Passing through in its time and its point in place at that moment. Passed through there and helped caught, you know, each, let's say, you know, this little current dragged away this little pebble of sand. That one, that one small current, which will be a grouping of these individual water molecules, picked up and grabbed away, you know, one granular sand and they moved it. But that in concert with all the other water molecules picking up the sand and the rock and moving it over thousands of years, and it slowly made the Grand Canyon. That's what we need to be like. We need to understand that we may not make the impact we want to see in our lifetime. But we need to understand our place within this world and the beauty we have and what we can do. The beauty we can spread. You know, the beauty and the the picking up that one single granular, granular of sand and see it for its place. Don't make yourself feel small for only picking up one granular of sand. But that's what you can do. But all we have to do is do it with others. And that's the beauty of of all of this. It's individual and it's collective. It's together and it's alone. It's not one or the other. It's not binary. It's not one versus the other. It is harmony. It is balance. it It is real. So be... I'm, I want to focus on being that water droplet within the river and recognize my place in both. You should too. Alright, that's, that's a good point for now. I love you guys. You know, it's funny <laughs> how life works. I thought I was done and something else hits me. Um, back to the water. Of water on the on the earth. That is the 
the bringer of life. Why is... You know, they say the cradle of civilization is Mesopotamia. You know, the Sumerians, and I, I don't know if they, if they discovered people before that, whatever. It doesn't matter, but all these civilizations are rooted at a river. In all matters. Egyptians. Romans. The London. Uh, the British Empire. U.S. All, all these places, you know, you know, think about a lot of, you know, the U.S. wouldn't be what it were if it weren't for rivers, the Mississippi River and the Ohio River, all these, Tennessee River, all these rivers that people used for life, to travel, to transport, to all kinds of things, you know, and taking it back more to the Sumerian agriculture and agrarian lifestyle, you know, more more connected. Yes, um, we can't know what was taking place in the uh, rituals and such of their society and where their energy was being uh, harnessed and what was captivating it, but water gives life. The trees seek out water. The roots, the plants, they're, they're their their roots intend to seek water. We are made of water. Water is the commonality here. And so we should learn to understand the dynamics of water, not quantify water as in the sense of you know, molecules, H2O, looking under a microscope and how it reacts with this and that. But understand the dynamics behind it, how it works, what it does, the energies behind it. So when I'm saying we're, you know, we're in a, you're a water droplet within the stream, it's pretty literal, and if you, if you can if you take it that way, this water is life on Earth. You know that's what. Think about the water cycle. You know, water can't be water's not destroyed. It's transferred its forms. It 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 changes phase. Right, it's a liquid, a solid, or a gas, ice, water, or steam. It evaporates, turns into the clouds or whatever, and it comes back down in water. And it can be frozen and stored in its shape that way for millennia or whatever. But it's also given back and cycled. It's, it's never gone. That's, you know, that's part of what they also, you know, part of how they discount. They got everybody thinking water's scarce. <laughs> That's how they get you guys. Another fear. Water's not scarce. Water's abundant. The same way life we see on Earth. So let's start thinking about these things. Let's start thinking about fundamentals of our existence. And starting from there. Alright, now I'm done. Be easy, you guys.